This is TF Wire, Episode 2, recorded August 7th, 2005. This is TF Wire. I am your host, Jesse, a.k.a. Matrix Prime. On this week's show, I'm not flying solo. I'm joined by Pirated TV Pro. Hey, everybody. How you doing? D-Buster Prime. Hi, guys. And Awa64. Happy to be here. Just got back from vacation. I've been looking forward to doing this all week. Okay, so you guys got anything to say before we jump right in here? Go for it. Let's do it. Okay, our first news story of the week is the Universe Devastator figure is finally getting a release. What was initially supposed to be a Walmart exclusive is now being sold at the HasbroToyShop.com store. The Universe Devastator figure is a repainted Robots in Disguise landfill and is, be, and is being sold in two sets of two different figures. The first set is Long Haul and Hightower. The second set is Bone Crusher and Scavenger, and each set will retail for $19.99. What do you guys think of this repaint? Well, I'm a, I was a whore for the original R.I.D. landfill. Uh, I bought three of each figure so I could have a completely uh, red, completely yellow, completely uh, green version. So I'll be picking it up for sure. Uh, you know, having it be a hark back to the original G1 Constructed Cons isn't anything bad. I'm just upset that we had to wait this long for it to come out. I don't know. I'm a little bummed considering that we already got a set in uh, semi-Devastator uh, homage colors with the uh, Walmart set. Uh, a while back. And yeah, why don't we, we see more G2 homages anymore? <laughs> oh, wait. G2 colors suck. That's why. <laughs> well, the point I was going to make with that is that the whole set sold for only $20, and now the price has doubled since then. Didn't it retail for 40 and they just couldn't sell it for that? Well, I think everyone jumped on it. I remember uh, after Thanksgiving there was uh, a deal where you know, everyone jumped on it, and it was really cheap, and they just sat there after that for the longest time. So, I mean, I'll pick them up. I I, I haven't bought a, a non-alternator toy in about a year and a half, so that should say something. I'm probably not going to touch them, but I'm usually pretty picky, and it's cool to see them finally coming out, but they've never been something that really seemed particularly interesting to me. I guess Landfill just never really called out to me, but I wasn't even in the fandom during R.I.D., the shame. I'll, I'll probably pick it up, but I'm not sure it's worth $40 or so. Yeah, that's the only thing uh, keeping me back, too. Uh, it seems an awful lot. I mean, when they came out, they were, what, six ninety nine a piece? So, I mean, they're bumping it up a bit for... But I guess it would be a Hasbro Toy Shop exclusive, right? So that should be worth something. Yeah. I think when they all came out, weren't they originally all the Luxes for $10 each? So that would match the original retail for R.I.D. Yeah, weren't they all the Luxes? I think they were. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair then. Next story. So as a repaint, I don't know. As a repaint, I don't know if it's actually worth forty dollars though. Has Hasbro ever dropped the price on repaints? No. I don't think they have. Yeah, there you go then. <laughs> okay, moving on to story number two. This one comes out of Japan as Takara is reissuing the Generation One Galvatron. However, this isn't a straight-up reissue, as it's also a reissue slash repaint slash remold. The figure has a new movie color scheme, has a remolded face, and comes with a matrix and chain so that the figure can wear the matrix around its neck. What do you guys think about this one? 
I'm not that big a fan of uh, of imports, but if I were to to import something, this would probably be it. I I had the original Galvatron toy. Uh, was pretty upset even as a kid that it didn't look like anything from the movie. Uh, so I mean, for G1 fans, this is you know quite a big deal. They've been asking for it for a while. It's an awesome fan wank. If I wanted a Galvatron G1 toy, I'd, I'd definitely go with that as opposed to trying to buy a vintage one. And it's a really nice thing for Takara to do. Got to give him props for that. Not picking it up, but like I said earlier, I'm picky. Yeah, I'm not really into the Megatron uh, Galvatron toys, but then again, when the uh, Megatron reissue came out, I was all over it just for the uh, for the memories of looking back on the homage and the Galvatron, especially with the uh, the chain and the Matrix. That's just a really cool. That's added. brilliant. And the fact that they went back and went for the the movie colors. Um, I think some purists might be upset about that, but I think it's all in good fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Helps to discern the original from the repaint, too, and uh, I'm sure collectors will be happy about having the completely different version. Like, if you're a collector who doesn't want your mint in sealed box G1 version to lose its value, then having the reissue be that different helps the collectors keep their value on their toys and gives the people who want the version of the toy now exactly what they want, too. Yeah, it makes sense to me, especially with uh, the 20th anniversary of you know Transformers the movie and everything, that that they yeah. would do something like this. So. Yeah, I never picked up the original one. I didn't really like the color scheme at all, and I really liked the way that Takara's going with this one. And I may actually pick it up, but again, the price is a little steep on this one. I think, though it does have electronics, so I guess I can see the price. Yeah. Looking over my collection, I only have one G1 reissue, and that's Sound Blaster. Because I was too late to get Soundwave. <laughs> Did anyone pick up Soundwave? Well, Soundwave was pretty cool, and uh, I, although I haven't had Sound Blaster, I mean, it is nice to have two cassettes instead of being stuck with just one. Yeah, it's nice. Although I wish they added in Rumble, uh, instead of putting back Laserbeak again. Yeah, they put in Buzzsaw, Buzzsaw. not Laserbeak. Well, but I meant the um, yeah, in a having mold. a different mold. Exactly. That would have been nice. Do you guys like the fact that they're actually changing a part of this toy, like remolding the face? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of remolds. Uh, for me, I'm just doing recolors. I it's it's nice, but there's nothing new about the character really. When you take that extra step and remold the face, or you know, do some small remolding, it really just makes it for you know a much nicer, you know, different character, or you know, a nice update to a character like we're getting here. Definitely. Galvatron wasn't exactly a very pretty toy to begin with, so any change is welcome. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree there. Okay, moving on. Story number three. Tformers.com shows off the new MicroMaster Superion toy. The the figure is a repaint of MicroMaster Six Wing and includes six figures in total. They are Air Raid, Fireflight, Stormjet, Skydive, Silverbolt, and Rodor. What do you guys think about this one? Weird oh. names. Yeah, Hasbro seems to like that Rotor, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I never yeah, picked up any any of the original uh, MicroMasters, so this might be something that I that I'd be interested in. And the uh, the combined form on the the back of the packaging looks really nice. They did a nice job of keeping the uh, the flow of everything together for the Gestalt. But uh, other than that, I mean, you know, these are going to be not badly priced. I'm guessing. I mean, these are pretty tiny toys, so 
if it's a KB exclusive like all the other ones have been, though, it's going to be two bucks for one of Wait, four bucks for one of them, now that I think of it. Twenty bucks for the whole set, and they're about the size of a... Maybe a bit bigger than a deluxe. Yeah, yeah. and around here, KB exclusives are nearly impossible to find. Does anyone still have a KB that's open? I've we've got, got one. By them? Yeah, yeah, we've got I've one got in our mall. Three in my area. Wow, I've three? got one in the mall, and I find Transformers there about as often as I find them anywhere else around here. There was four within about a 30-mile radius of me, and they all closed up. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah, we've got one in the well, mall, it's but it's the most poorly stocked toy store I think I've ever been to. Well, the good thing is that uh, KB usually has their exclusives available online. True. Yeah, but then you got to pay for shipping. As opposed to the money you'd spend driving around, wasting gas, and then the tax on it. Yeah, I guess. Well, I've okay. got a MicroMaster uh, Devastator and Defense <laughs> sitting right next to me right now. And I'm looking at the picture of Securian online, and this guy is going to look great sitting uh, next to the book. And the colors, I mean, the names are a little bit off, but the overall look just really captures that G1 aesthetic, and it looks really sweet. I'm looking mm. forward to it. Yeah, I don't know if it's something that I'm going to uh, pick up. But it's nice to have something out there. Where they're doing, you know, some older older re-releases and for an exclusive for the fans, and and doing something that looks this nice when it's put together. I I would say thank you to for it. Yeah, I think the color schemes of all the individual figures really work well together when they form the Superion figure itself. Yeah. The only thing I feel bad about is that it somehow Slingshot got the shaft on this one. He's not showing up anywhere. And they have a whole extra figure in there. <laughs> poor, poor Slingshot. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't really a big fan of him anyway. I had the G2 version. His arm snapped off that uh, horrible gold plastic syndrome. <laughs> that was a yeah, whenever I... problem. Yeah, I remember the G2 Slingshot better than the G1 one myself. And... The ones that I'd seen didn't have that problem, but actually, I don't even remember if they had that problem or not, and they were pretty recent when I'd seen them, so. Eh, well. I would actually kind of like to track down a G2 Superion and pick it up if I had the money. I'm weird, though. I like G2. Hey, I like it too, so. Hey, I thought G2 Superion's colors were great. I have a dream of tracking down a complete G2 Bruticus. <laughs> Just wait oh, for a while, it'll get reissued. Yeah. It seems to be that's just the way it is with everything now. I mean, if you stick around long enough with the, you know, Toys R Us exclusive reissues and now, you know, the exclusive stuff that it looks like they're going to start doing a little bit more often, uh we might be getting quite a bit of stuff. Hmm? Well, hey, track as long as it's not through Toys R Us. What was that, Buster? No, I was going to say, if you ever track down that G2 Bruticus, I hope it comes with a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My retinas have burned off. Come on, you know you wore the same day glow color shorts when you were in the 80s. <laughs> okay, you guys want to move on to the next story then? Go for it. Sure. Okay. Three Energon RC repaints on the way. There's These no... Pictures Go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. These pictures are posted by S250, and the three different figures are as follows. One RC ha is black and with a flame paint job. 
One has a paradron medic color scheme, and one has sort of a fire guts color scheme. Now, do you guys think these are exclusive to some plays, to the convention? What do you think? The pessimist in me wants to say that all three of them are the next three of the seven BotCon exclusives for this year. But I'm evil. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised it, uh, from reading the bios that, that were released online t this week. Uh, it seems like they're trying to hark back to uh, updating a few G1 characters, giving some uh, G1 a little bit more acknowledgement. So to have characters that, you know, resemble at least in some point like Moonracer or Firestar or Chromia or, or Alita 1 perhaps uh, that might be something nice uh, if I were going to be buying them which I probably won't for $30 a, a blow uh, I would be a little bit upset unless there was some sort of like I said face remolding or something like that because I mean these are tiny toys and, and having all three of the same toy be recolored and released for a convention if that's the case I don't want that, and you know, if I if I'm gonna pay that much for a toy, I want to have a toy that is you know unique unto itself, and not just three different reiterations of the same toy. What if they sold them as like a three pack as a Toys R Us exclusive or something like that? Well, like I said, if they did something like that, then you just I'm not gonna pay that much for three toys in the same packaging. If there's some remolding, then there's a chance oh, yeah. that I might. But otherwise. I mean, uh, the last BotCon with the, the twin Viper chicks, I, I was okay with that because there was two of them. They had a storyline to go around them. But three of the same toys a little bit much to me. Yeah. I know the uh, TRU exclusives tend to have uh, pretty low prices, and you can never have enough motorcycles. I mean, there really aren't that many in the line in general. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it if they have it as a regular retail release. If they have it at the convention the price might be a little bit too steep for me. Yeah, if they had taken something like, you know, the R.I.D. Axer and thrown it in there, or, you know, one of the other, you know, there aren't that many, like you said, but if they wanted to do motorcycles, and, you know, we've got a couple molds that you could, you know, take out and recolor and retool if you needed to, but uh, if they're just going, you know, because this one has the whole feminine qualities to it, and if they're all going to be female characters, I can understand why they would want to do it with that. Mm. Well, all I have to say is that if these three figures are BotCon exclusives, and they are part of that figure set of seven, then the other two figures better be some really large figures, because I can't see spending that much money on all basics. Uh, what, like, um, uh, what's the big guy? Uh, Dizarus, maybe make Dizarus a remold of, uh, Brave Max or something? That'd be the only way if they actually were the remaining three that I could possibly see them managing to make up the value for the rest of them. Yeah, this seems like... Well, I never... Go ahead, Matrix. I never read the bios, so I don't know which figures they're... you could even come up with for the, the actual toys, so... Well, they haven't even released all the bios yet, have they? They've still got, like, three of them left to go. I mean, wait, they have this general storyline, but they don't have bios for them until they actually brought out the toys, didn't they? Well, no, for for the two that are being released so far, the Fallback and, uh, I forget what the Insecticon Fuser Repaint's name is. They've got the, yeah, Buzzsaw. They've got those online uh, now, and what what they basically are, uh, Fallback is a repaint of Outback, um, who is an upgrade of his G1 form, um, and then uh, Buzzsaw is, isn't the original 
character. It's uh, an ancestor of the G1 Insecticons who is now living on with an updated form. So uh, it seems like they're they're trying to to you know throw out some fan nods, but but like I said, three toys for an ex- uh, convention exclusives that are the exact same. That's not okay yeah. with me. I can see if it won't be that. Yeah, it won't be all three. If it was a Toys R Us or Walmart exclusive, and you know something that was nice and had a G1 nod, which it looks like they're trying to do, you know, throwing out more female Transformers is always good in my book. Uh, But doing it like this, it seems like a little much. Seeing a Fire Guts repaint stateside would be kind of interesting if it was actually called like Fire Guts RC. Yeah, I'm sure the the moms buying their kids toys would love the the fire oh, yeah. guts name. Oh yeah, dirty jokes coming on the boards too. Yeah, but, e- but even if these three figures were released as a set at a store, would you still want to pay money for three of the same toys? I wouldn't. <laughs> That's for sure. If it was cheaper than buying them separately, maybe. But I also skipped on Energon RC the first time around, so yeah, so did I. Those specific ones. I usually don't do repaints, but I think for RC, I need an exception. Cool. Yeah, I quit buying repaints in the main line, too. I just stopped buying the main line. It's just been alternators for me. I mean, I, I just can't convince myself. I Although Cybertron is a little bit more tempting than, than Superlink and... Energon or whatever, and but the last like toy line that I bought was R.I.D., and that was just because I, I loved the the molds from that, and I was gonna import them, but it was cheaper to wait around until they came stateside. And I mean, alternators for me at least is where it's at as a you know twenty something collector. The toys are great, you know, if I wanted to play with them, but I don't. I set them up and I put them on my shelf, and if I'm gonna you know pay that much, I'm gonna want to get something out of return. And, the alternators are yeah. the only thing that's that's worth my money right now. Fair enough. I'm running out of space for alternators <laughs> and every other transformer. But um, as far as mainline ones go, there's only one I've ever bought that I've been unhappy with. And surprisingly, that's Energon Devastator. I mean, Demolisher. Why did I say Devastator? Anyway. So, are all of you buying alternator toys? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's all that I'm buying. When I can find them. Yeah, that's that's the big yeah, problem what, here too. What was the last one you guys found in the store? Um, I got Shock Blast, but that was actually while I was in Virginia. So the last one that I've seen here, um, I didn't see Meister. Um, so I guess Tracks, and that was the only one I saw here. And I actually only saw one of them. I didn't buy it. I actually bought it online before that. So, uh. It's it's really hard. It looks like the Walmart just restocked for Cybertron. They don't have any listings uh, for alternators. So it looks like the only thing around here that's reliable is uh, Target and Toys R Us. And Toys R Us is you know $3 more expensive. So it looks like I might be doing a lot of searching online for those. The ones that I've seen around here have been uh, most recently Windcharger, Battle Ravage, Grimlock, and Wheeljack. And yeah, we haven't gotten also. Wheeljack. Yeah, we've got mm-hmm. Battle Ravage and Wind Charger all over the place, just stocking yeah. up. And then now more recently, the Toys R Us 2-packs. I've seen them all in person, but I generally buy them offline first. I don't like having to 
scrounge up enough money and head out to a store. I actually kind of like buying off Big Bad Toy Store like once or twice a year for as birthday gifts or Christmas gifts or whatever and getting them all in one lump sum then. The last ones I've seen were uh, Wind Charger and Battle Ravage. I uh, missed that on traps. Never saw it from the stores at least once. And I'm still wondering whether it's worth it to splurge extra money to get the alternators one versus the, uh, the Binal Tech. Because I got the Binal Tech. I, well, I wanted the yellow one more than I wanted the blue one. Well, really? I... Yeah. <laughs> See, Trax is my favorite character, so when, when they were talking about the whole yellow thing, I was, I was up in arms. And so when we finally got the blue one here because of the plastic issues, I, I was a happy guy. I always thought yeah, that Corvettes looked better in yellow than they looked in blue, and they weren't going to do the racing stripe to make it look like the real Corvette, so... Yeah. Well, now I need to, to jump on and get the, the swerve so I can get the uh, the sticker Flame decal. and put it on there, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I might skip on swerve, or maybe not. I'm debating over whether I want to be completist with yeah, that. Yeah, he's one of the one of the lesser, as far as impressiveness goes, you know, one of the lesser impressive repaints yeah. in my... But but again, with alternators at least, they're giving you new characters. They're doing new head yep. sculpts, and so it's it's a little bit more impressive than just releasing repaints. And even when they do release repaints, it's it's repaints of something that was a repaint in the G1 line, like you had with with Smokescreen and everything. Well, they were actually pretty big remolds on Smokescreen to Sunstreaker. They were just really petty details remolded massively. Right. For me, Swerve is just a horrible little consolation prize for missing out on tracks. Isn't it weird that the tracks remolds are all the ones that have been the most underwhelming remolds and repaints, and that tracks but, is the one that got really crappy distribution? Yeah, that's I mean, true. I, I, yeah. I hated Battle Ravage when it came out stateside, and I was definitely going to skip him until Ishikawa's story came out. Yeah, I really wish I, they would just put tracks up on Hasbro's Shop. They might. If the last one I actually saw in the stores was Wheeljack, and that's the last one I've seen. I saw Wheeljack. Uh, I was on vacation in New York uh, a couple weekends ago. I saw him there at the Toys R Us in Times Square, but decided not to pick him up, see if I could wait a little bit longer for him to show up down here. I got one off the internet, and then someone gave me one from Toys R Us as a birthday gift, and then I took that back and got the Wave 1 Basics from Cybertron instead, since I already had one that I'd opened. <laughs> And the box was in better condition than when I ordered it off the internet than when I got from a friend. And the, and the Wheeljack figure is probably the last figure I'm going to find in the stores because all the stores around me aren't stocking them at all. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why Walmart... I mean, around here, Walmart was the was the place to get them. They seem to update their, their stock a little bit more often than either Target or Toys R Us or the KB did. But and they were almost always, you know sold out within a couple of weeks of shipping in so I don't know why they've decided not to to carry them unless it was a you know a corporate decision you know right along the line could be yeah I've maybe actually we could seen... uh, maybe we could I've check actually... in the uh, mouth to see what's going on over at Target because they recently did their toy resets and I've seen the uh, tags for alternators still there but uh, nothing on the shelves mm. yeah, we, we've got the alternators there's nothing new there so I'm praying that they're going to keep with it because, like I said, they're one of the only places that you can count on on having them around here. My target really hasn't been good for Transformers at all lately. I mean, I got Nemesis Prime there, and they haven't really had much of anything since. I mean, they don't have Nemesis Prime anymore, but 
they really didn't have that great of a selection. Hmm. Yeah, my my local target's the worst for Transformers. They have one alternator, and it's smokescreen, and it's been returned, and the box is so beat up, and the display window is so smashed that nobody's even going to buy it, so I don't even know why they have it there. Vain, vain hope. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're hoping for some little kids to just come along and pick it up. Yep. So, we want to move on to the next one? Sure. Okay, this is the spoiler warning, guys, so if you don't want to hear any spoilers about Galaxy Force or the Cybertron cartoon, stop the podcast now. Optimus Prime's gay! <laughs> okay, here's the story. Um, this picture was posted by Laguna L8, and it shows a picture of G1 characters in the Galaxy Force slash, slash Cybertron cartoon. And the picture shows Optimus Prime, Jazz, Ultra Magnus, and Hot Rod slash Rodimus Prime in the picture. Now, what do you guys think this is? Do you think it's actually a tie-in to the original series or just a fan wing? Truthfully, I don't care. If we get to see G1 characters on the screen again, I'll be happy. Um, I haven't been paying that much attention to the Galaxy Force or Cybertron toy, uh, TV show that much. This is something that makes me a little bit more interested in it, knowing that it's going to be down the line. But I, what's to say that it's not just a fan wink and it's just something? But I mean, it's the G1 characters. I mean, you can see them on the screenshot that you know they did a pretty good job of of showing them again. And they've in the past series they've been doing a pretty good job of throwing those into the background of regular episodes as well. So I think it'll just be nice to see them again. Um, it sounds like they play a decent sized role in the storyline. So, I mean, they're basically the ones that set up the whole sending the four chips to the four planets, right? Yeah, it looks like it. As just a fan wank by itself, it's pretty cool. If it's uh, actually part of the series that's going to keep showing up and be expanded on, it's absolutely incredible and might end up leading into something I've wanted to see for a while, and which is basically revisiting a continuity pre-Armada. <laughs> and maybe trying to tie things together, but I'm kind of in the minority on wanting to see everything brought together. Maybe it's right. some well, dorky be... comic book tendency for wanting Crisis on Infinite Cybertrons. <laughs> what's going to be great is, is trying to find people who are going to try and put together this with G1 and find small things. Like there was a guy on the Allspark um, who was saying when uh, Beast Wars Megatron fell off, there's no telling what he did and how it messed up everything, and this is how G1 actually happened from that point on and not how we know it now. So, you know, that there's going to be there's going to be lots of great stuff. Yeah, it's a surprisingly cohesive theory. I don't well, know. I mean I mean that seems to be the loophole that everyone's using now. I mean, <laughs> because of the whole Beast Wars time travel thing, saying that Beast Wars Megatron fell off in time and, you know, you can say anything <laughs> that happened in, in that time that we don't know what happened. True. That's just the easy way out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Point. I'm after hoping we get some... Go ahead, yeah. sorry. <laughs> after having Beast Wars and Beast Machines, I don't know, I was just pretty happy the way the Armadaverse just kind of started fresh and completely cut all ties with everything old. And while I love seeing appearances of G1 characters, like all the continuity issues that this kind of thing brings in, I just felt much happier when I didn't have to deal with that at all. Am I alone in that on this? Well, I think the majority of us here really dislike the cartoon since since the original stories have stopped ending with Beast Wars or Beast Machines. 
I know I haven't paid any attention whatsoever to the cartoon lines, uh, beginning with R.I.D. I enjoyed R.I.D. when I went back and watched it recently. I wasn't involved in the fandom when it was on the air first, though. And uh, Armada stunk at the beginning, got good towards the end when nobody was left watching anymore. Energon started good, started sucking after about eight episodes. Cybertron's been surprisingly good so far. Yeah, I watched the f- a couple of the first few Galaxy Force uh, things, uh, but there hasn't really been anything to draw me in like the storytelling of Beast Wars and Beast Machines, where you've got you know a great story arc. I mean, they're stretching everything out to 52 episodes. I mean, I really liked having a tight, cohesive, you know, 24 episode uh, story arc with Beast Machines, even though the majority of the fandom hates it, and I can understand why. But I mean, truthfully it's the best story that we've had for five years. It's the best story we've had. It's one of the worst Transformers stories we've had. Right. I, I can understand completely where people are coming from. And, and Galaxy Force, it, they have the ability and they have you know, the momentum to do some great things. So it'll just be a matter of how that ends up coming out. I guess some of the preferences you just hear might just be American cartoons versus Japanese cartoons and how they lay out the scripting for a series. Yeah, I think that's very true. It'll be interesting to see the new uh, G.I. Joe Sigma 6. Uh, it's being done by a Japanese animation studio, but it's being the story is being laid out by Americans. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes, and maybe we might see something like that from Hasbro for Transformers for you know trying to combine a cohesive storyline with the movie with an animated series. I think it's I'm actually the same studio that animated Transformers. Did anybody yeah, happen to... Yeah, Gonzo's uh, doing that. Gonzo's handling G.I. Joe 2, and I actually talked to a voice actor who knows some people who says the character designs for the new G.I. Joe one are looking pretty cool. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I trust him on his word. Did anybody uh, catch the previews on 4Kids TV yesterday? I missed it. I, I downloaded yeah, the trailer. Um, it's online at, at a couple of the G.I. Joe sites. There's no audio. Um, the animation is amazing. It really looks good. It's what a lot of people were hoping that Galaxy Force was going to look like. And Galaxy Force looks good, but in a completely different way. This is much more uh, anime-looking uh, and much more... It, it seems action-based, which, when you look back at, at the original storylines, the Transformers was, wasn't as action-based as G.I. Joe was. I mean, G.I. Joe, you had huge sweeping battles just about every episode, and Transformers seemed to be a little bit more character-based. So it yeah. looks like that's kind of what they're going back to. But like I said, it'll be interesting to see with an American doing the scripting for it. So. Yep. Well, maybe if G.I. Joe takes off really well, that'll give Hasbro an incentive to take that same direction with the Transformers in the next series. Hopefully. Yeah, we can only hope. We can also write fan fiction and uh, sit around and make podcasts. True. I don't think anybody's going to want to listen to a podcast. Let's hope not. Nope. Quit listening, people. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, so that's all the news stories. Yeah, that's pretty much all we got. Oddly prophetic statement there. That's all the news stories I got. Anything you guys want to bring up? Uh, nothing offhand. Maybe I can think of something if someone else can talk for 30 seconds. Uh, I was really impressed with a couple of the, uh, the, the fan-made alternators that are showing up uh, on boards. I I I consider myself slightly artistic, but that was not something that I would never never jump on and try to do. But some of the people like uh, Transformer Master and uh, some of the people over at I, I forget what the website is, uh, but they're doing some amazing stuff with alternators uh, that just Hell, looks amazing. Hell, Cheats' Soundwave was pretty awesome. 
Oh yeah, with the the transforming engine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's I mean, that that sort of stuff amazes me. Uh, I'd buy it. Yeah. So I mean. And then those uh, concept sketches that came out uh, several months ago look pretty nice. I don't know if any of you caught the uh, the sketches for Bumblebee when they were still trying to get the Volkswagen license. Yeah, that was pretty looking. Yeah, I, I hope Hasbro is still chasing after that. They eventually peg that one down because that one looked beautiful. I think they're going to have a hard time getting Volkswagen to agree, which is pretty unfortunate. Well, there's lots of, of smaller cars coming out, too. Uh, that hopefully they can jump on and, and get something if they can't secure that license because I mean pretty much ev everyone agrees that Bumblebee needs to be a smaller car uh, to fit in with what we've always seen him as so I mean I, there was a while where they were saying that he might be coming out as a Mini Cooper and uh, I'm trying to think Dodge Neon I, I would be happy with any of those although you know I'd prefer the VW but if they can't then as long as they stick with a smaller car I'd be happy I think a Mini Cooper would be pretty cool I'd Especially love to see the Mini Cooper. Cause what do you guys think about some of the up about some of the upcoming alternators like Prowl and the Ironhide mold we've seen? As much as I hate the Scion, and I do, I absolutely hate it as a car. Uh, I absolutely love it as skids. Uh, with the the whole uh, Scion flames on the side that we've seen with the most recent release. I think it's 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 a great toy. It's a will throw a little bit of new life into the alternators because recently it seemed like they've just been going for the whole sports car out, and I would love to see something else. And if this is the beginning of that, you know, I'd be more than happy to 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 buy that and to influence them to to branch out a little bit more. Everyone's always been saying they'd like to see, you know, an, a Hummer or a, a truck of some sort, something a I'd little hate bit. To see the Hummer. I just hate Hummers though. <laughs> Well, but see, I hate the Scion. I hate it as a car. I I can't deal with it. It looks like a box on wheels. Uh, yeah. But but as as a transformer, I mean, it it works for the character, in my opinion at least. And it's it it's something I'll buy. I I hate people who drive Hummers, but you know, if they've got a Decepticon <laughs> who's a Hummer, I'll I'll pick it up and as a way of of you know showing my support for a line that I really like. So and I if they do branch out, it'll it'll help us a little bit more with you know a lot of people have been trying to get uh, a larger size uh, in the oh, alternator assortment. So yeah, yeah no. I've never really been a fan of the Scion, but uh, throwing out a plug for the Cybertron Inquirer over on the Allspark, those strips have made me fall in love with Skids as a character. So oh, I mean, yeah. just for that alone, I'm really looking forward to picking up this guy. I agree, and also, really, the Scion is the spiritual successor to Skid's G1 alt mode. wasn't even made by Toyota in the same crappy box-like shape. Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. I mean, it's a car that I would never buy, I would never drive. Probably oh, never yeah. talked to anyone who did drive one. Uh, but the fact that, that they did something that was so so great for its, its G1 companion unit, you know, it, it looks exactly like it should, in my opinion. Uh, yep. And it, it, it'll turn out great. I mean, if we get something that, that matches that well with other characters down the line, uh, I'll be a happy guy. Yep. There's a, I'm just thinking one thing that I really don't like the idea of the Hummer Transformer. I can't see how they'd get a decent transformation out of it. And the other thing is I think they'd probably do a character that really doesn't fit just because they think, oh my god, it's a Hummer, it needs to be such an awesome character. Well, have you seen the, the Megatron custom with the Hummer? Yeah, I was just going to bring that one up. That I looks really good. That, and 
One of you guys needed to shoot me the link to that. I've never liked the idea of Megatron as a Hummer. I want to see him as the Mercedes-Benz McLaren SLR. I completely agree. I would love, ever since uh, there was a thread on the AllSpark talking about that. I think I started um, that one, actually. Yeah, it would look, it would look absolutely amazing. That would, look, that would look great. It's so sleek and just so evil-looking. Yeah, and it's German, like his G1 mode. <laughs> yeah, so it would work out so well. But, but yeah, the, the Hummer, I mean, he's got... Um, it, it looks like a military Hummer. He's got, like, a cannon attachment off onto the side, and, of course, that comes off and forms his arm cannon. It's, it's just really well done, uh, and it, it gives him the kind of bulk that he had um, in his G2 form. So, Cool. Maybe we'll see that in the movie or something. Was that like a movie concept sketch or was it an actual kit bash? No, it was I, an actual kit bash. Yeah, it wow. was a kit bash. Cool. When you guys it's pretty well, well. It's pretty well done too. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to post a link to it then. Anything else you guys want to add? I think that's about it for me. I got nothing. All wrapped up over here. Okay, then that brings us to the end of episode two. If you want to download this episode, you can download it directly through tfrollout.com. I also have the podcasting feed there, or you can do a search through iTunes. Just search for TF Wire, and you can, you can subscribe that way. Yep. More subscribers means we might possibly stand a chance of breaking the top 5 million podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people, start subscribing on iTunes to get us up there on the list. Oh, yeah. It, wouldn't it be weird if we end up being, like, number 5 podcast of the week on the week that the movie comes out? If we keep doing That'd it. That'd be great. Yep. All right. So, is anyone here going to anyone here going to Bacon? Uh, no dice. I got school and uh, no money to get out there and uh, no I'm still trying. I'm still trying to decide whether or not I'm going to head out there. This going to Texas from Florida is a little bit uh, better than heading all the way up to Indiana, uh, but still that would mean I would have to step foot in Texas, and that's just not something I, I look forward to. I'd love it if they held it in Indiana. That's close enough to me that I could probably get that there for a weekend. Yeah, and well, I, I, I like the idea that they were talking about with having a an East and a West convention. Uh, I think that would work out really well um, because there are a lot of people who would like to go, but right now they're they're just so far off for a lot of people. Would If you're going to do an East and a West convention, though, I'd like to see them have the same exclusives so you don't have to go to both of them. I mean, it'd be a great opportunity to have both of them, but eh. At least the same package exclusives. They can have different one set that you actually buy there to keep right. the surprise fresh or whatever they want to do. Yeah, this being a transition year with the massive collector taking over and it being so expensive, I think I'm just going to wait back and uh, read reports, see if how things turn out, and then make a decision based on that for what I'm going to do next year. Smart move, probably. Yeah, I'm just hoping we can find someone that's going to BotCon so we can get a report there. That would be cool. A report live from the BotCon floor. We have a guest correspondent for that week. Yep. Yep. Because I'm, sure I'm certainly not going. It's way too much money for me. Yeah, Plus, I got school. Yep. I'm sure we'll be able to find someone. All you people out there in listener land, post if you want to be our BotCon correspondent. And then we'll <laughs> probably forget about it and ask again in the week's coming up to BotCon when it actually comes up there. But we'll care. We appreciate the sentiment. And we have dental. Dental what? Dental plans. <laughs> That'll be coming Us. out of your pocket, not mine. I was just about to say, like, 
You mean like blueprints that we'll put up on the internet? Because we certainly don't have the money to pay HMO. <laughs> okay, guys, we're about out of time. All right, this has been fun. I'd like, I'd like to thank tfcog.net for the music. Yep, thanks. And I'd like to thank tformers.com and transfandom.com for help spreading the word about the podcast. Yeah, that sounds like a good list to thank. See you guys in episode three. See ya. Later. Everybody out.